In the world of international crime, an Interpol agent attempts to hunt down and capture the world's most wanted art thief. Cindy Acton, what did you think of Red Notice? Nolan Booth, the second most wanted art thief in the world. Special Agent John Hartley, FBI. Hi, guys. How'd you find me? You stole William Strang's lady with the red hat from the tape. You can't prove that was me. I got that on Etsy. I want you to help me catch the most wanted art thief in the world, the bishop. Hello, boys. It's so nice to finally meet you in person. So I, um was actually really excited to watch this movie. I think it premiered on Netflix and only on Netflix, maybe in the November-ish timeframe, mm-hmm. something towards holiday. And all I kept thinking was, this is going to be a great movie to watch with the whole family, knowing that Ryan Reynolds was going to be in it, um, was going to guarantee some laughs. And seeing that it was PG-13 also made me feel like, all right, cool, this is going to be super appropriate. Or, I mean, you know, mostly appropriate. And (laughs) that it would be kind of fun to watch because you could tell that there was going to be some kind of adventure, kind of like similar to like an Indiana Jones or like the mummy kind of vibe, which I Mm -hmm. thought was um, exciting to watch. And then, of course, you add The Rock into this movie, which made it um, um, even more kind of hot and exciting hot in the sense of hot and streaming in the way that it was really exciting and I was looking forward to it. Um, so I was really excited uh, to watch this movie. So my initial thoughts, kind of like what I said, here's what I liked about the movie. What I really liked about the movie is the fact that it had this kind of uh, global adventure kind of vibe where they were searching for some type of treasure which really reminded me about all of the Indiana Jones movies, which I love watching when I was a kid, Um, specifically the first three, of course. And then what you add to it is the one-liners and the comedy that kept it really lighthearted. And then, of course, the chemistry between the actors was, I thought, was really good because you could, that could actually kind of change things up, right? So the chemistry between The Rock and Ryan Reynolds and... Uh, Gal Gadot, who um, rounded out the the lead cast, I thought was really good. And she had been in Wonder Woman from, you know, a few years ago, which I had always intended to watch and I but I'd never seen. And so I wasn't really sure what to expect from her. Um, But she impressed me and I thought she did a really good job keeping um, holding up her own um, against these two really big stars. And then finally, like there was this uh, a couple of twists that occurred throughout the movie that I didn't expect um, mm-hmm. that I really enjoyed. And then I was kind of going to go into what I didn't like, but I thought I would pass it to you so you can kind of also balance out what you what you thought was pretty good about the movie. Well, I agree with you. I, I like the the chemistry between it. And I think The Rock does a, such a great job of playing the straight man to Ryan Reynolds being the the comedic. And it reminded me of Jumanji, which, you know, our family really, Noah loves it, our, my son. But he... He like Kevin Hart steals the show kind of right. Like he has all the one-liners, the funny thing, and then The Rock plays the straight man. And one of my favorite clips was on the airplane when the 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 private jet when they've done their first escape, him and Ryan Reynolds, and The Rock is wearing this like I can dance 
what is it? What was it? Oh, oh I the got- sweatshirt. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> I really like how he played the street man while Reynolds got a lot of the one liner, the funny lines too. And so I think that's hard because like, I think as an actor, like you want to be the one that has the funny lines, but the right did a good job of being like, all right, I'm going to eat my ego and let Ryan have all the funny lines too. I really love the chemistry. It reminded me of Jumanji where it's like, yeah, I love the rock with a comedic actor like Kevin Hart mm-hmm. and, Reynolds, and it, it plays off each other really, really well. You're, you're so right. And actually we love the, we love Jumanji too. I think I like that more than red notice, but um, the, in the same vein where uh, if he can, if the rock can bounce something off of someone who's super funny, it ha- has a really nice, a really nice balance. Okay. Kevin Hart and him. Oh, that's a unmatched duo. Yeah. I would say right there, but yes, I think with <laughs> Ryan Reynolds, um, he offered um, a really nice uh, counterbalance too. And I actually have some thoughts on what you just mentioned about The Rock, you know, potentially taking a backseat or or why he may be okay with kind of sharing the spotlight, which kind of leads me into like the things that I didn't like <laughs> about the movie. So going into there, I don't know if you caught this, but man, the first like quarter of the movie was just straight up ad placements. Yeah, yeah. And it it was like thrown down our throats. And I kind of expected it because The Rock's production company made this film, right? So of course you're gonna expect some something. But what I expected was what you just said, which was okay, you know, maybe he'll have less lines or 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 put the spotlight on. Uh, the other actors and that and that's why he was okay with maybe kind of taking a step back but what I didn't expect was all of the promotion promotional materials that went that were splattered throughout the first part of the movie like for example um you probably know this but Ryan Reynolds owns a line of gin and it's called aviation and that was a product placement in the beginning of the movie where um when they went to Bali to actually um first connect with Ryan Reynolds character mm-hmm. and it was just like they were just sipping on a bottle of uh, aviation gin it was just kind of like right there <laughs> and then later on as soon as I saw that I was like okay then the rock's gonna absolutely have to show off his Terramana tequila which he's been hawking for um I don't know maybe like a year or something and supposedly both of those are doing really well I'm not entirely sure but um and and sure enough you see product placement for Terramana I think like right after aviation gin sometime. Did you see that? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's in the same scene where Ryan Reynolds gets captured. I believe that's where that's kind of what I was thinking, right? Like it was almost as if they're kind of like battling it off (laughs) between their liquor. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, okay. (laughs) I know. It's like, it's just, it's enough. It's enough. And then that made me think about how they had product placements for the cool cars. Of course they had Porsche in there earlier in the very beginning of the movie. And then they even had like the Alfa Romeo Julia cars in there. So those I didn't mind as much because I feel like we're very much used to seeing um, super cool cars in movies. Um, But, you know, it just kind of added to this feeling of like, Oh geez, they're just trying to show off all of these different brands now. But Thankfully, I think that kind of dissipated and there wasn't much product placement after that. Yeah, I agree with you. And I like what what you said with the Indiana Jones, you know, I didn't really catch it, the the akin to it. But, you know, I did. They did do a a homage or like Ryan Reynolds was whistling that 
Did you catch that towards? No, <gasps> no. Really? Indiana Jones. He was whistling that. And I was like, oh, that's cool. It was in the the car chasing scene towards the end where, yeah, they like were, they were going through the tunnel. Or the yeah, they're going through the tunnel and then the darn. Yeah, oh, I would have loved that. So I liked that, but I think I'm used to all these action movies kind of having some car product placements like that. Yeah. BMW, you see, you see all that the Mercedes Benz and like all the Bond True. movies. I don't know what the car is in the Bond movie. Yeah, you always have some type of. I'm used to that, but yeah. Right, right, right. I mean, and and that's true. I think I could have looked past it if it was just the cars, but then when they start hawking their own line of liquor, I was like, oh geez, come on guys. <laughs> um, but you know, I'll forgive them. <laughs> and then the only other thing that I kind of had noted about what I wished was better. Um, in the movie was kind of their special effects, to be honest. Um, I felt like it, the special effects were not as good as it could, as they could have been. Like you could, at least I think a lot of the scenes came off to me as if they were recording in front of a green screen. Like I wasn't sure if they were actually really in Rome or Paris or Bali. And I'm sure they weren't in some cases, but it, the first feeling I thought was that it was fake rather than it was real. And I think if as a filmmaker, you probably want the reverse. You would want the viewers to believe that you're actually in that location. And so I was kind of disappointed with that because it just felt very uh, manufactured and and not as um, special as you would like it to be. You know, and then, then I was like, okay, I wonder if that's because of COVID and if that limited how they could actually shoot on location, which I would understand as well. So, you know, how much I have to um, kind of put that aside, I'm not sure. But I, I think I, I can definitely be empathetic to that if that was a limitation for their filming. Yeah, I didn't think the CGI was that strong either. I mean, it, as I was reading the reviews, a lot of people pointed that out, that the special, the CGI, yeah. that waterfall scene, like towards the end, I was like, oh, yeah. Like this is pretty obviously CGI in the back. Like you guys are all right screening that thing. So right. And actually, even um my kids when they're watching it, they kind of pointed that out too. <laughs> and oh, really? and I'm like, man, if they can notice it, then what's everyone else thinking? <laughs> well, yeah. Kids, I thought Sammy, my daughter, we were watching it towards the end. She just watched the end of it as I was trying to finish it up. And she had this funny line where the rock, it's in that chasing scene, the car chasing scene that I alluded to earlier. And the rock was like, he was outside of the car, almost getting like almost being hit by a rock. Right. He had to be pulled back in. And he's like, Sammy's like, the rock can't be defeated by a rock. <laughs> and then I was like, oh. uh, <laughs> good um, observation. I wonder if they did that on purpose too, you know, <laughs> <laughs> right. that would be, that would be pretty funny. Another. So you spoke of the Indiana Jones whistling. Mm-hmm. That Ryan Reynolds said, I totally wish I caught that. But similar to that, I wonder if you noticed this other um, uh, nod to another movie. So again, in that earlier scene where Ryan Reynolds was in Bali, he he was in like his own kind of um, uh, in his boat. Did you catch the name of the boat? No, didn't. he named his boat. Um, We're going to make it Rose. And I was like, that's from Titanic. And then, but I wasn't entirely like, I wasn't totally sure, but I was like, that has to be Titanic. So mm-hmm. I looked it up and sure enough, it is from Titanic. Good <laughs> Super like, so yeah, I guess I, 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 
it, like it adds to kind of like the fun part of the movie, I think, because now that you're mentioning that he really did whistle Indiana Jones theme song. And then now that there's all these um, this other nod to Titanic makes me think like, OK, that's cool. I think they're, they were like you could tell they were having fun with this movie. And so that really comes through when you're watching it and makes it even kind of more enjoyable makes it even um, adds to the fact that it is even more family friendly and just kind of like a fun movie all around, you know? Yeah. And you know what? You kind of mentioned this and I didn't really think about it, but I'm like, you know, that's what I want from an action movie. Like go to places that I don't normally see, take me on all these adventures. Cause sometimes I'm thinking while I was watching it the first time around, I was like, okay, I get it. You're just going to keep hopping to different locations and do something there and then hop to another location, do something there. But you know what? That's actually what I want from an action movie. Like hop to a bunch of different lo- exotic locations, show me some right. at each location and then let's have some fun and then make it, make it, make it funny too. That's true. That's true. I think it's, it's, it's a lot. That's got like a great kind of like formula. And we always talk about like certain formulas, like when we did our previous episodes about like rom-coms or whatnot. Right. Like, I think that's, I agree with that criteria too, for what makes a fun kind of popcorn pop in action, family action adventure movie. I totally agree. The, yeah, go ahead, Cindy. There, oh, sorry. Next. I, I was going to move to something next, but up to you, because what I was going to kind of talk about was um, some of the fun lines that we had pulled. <clears throat> Excuse me. And maybe we could share. Yeah. You want to kick it off? No, I mean, I'll, I'll lead it off. I didn't have too many. The, the fun lines were similar to what you had. Great. Oh, good. Oh, good, good, good. Okay. So you want me to kick off maybe the first one? All right. So let's, let me do the setup, which is, um, uh, so this was kind of in the beginning of the movie where, uh, Ryan Reynolds character, he's basically an art thief. And then the rocks character is the, um, FBI agent who's trying to catch this art thief. So the rock is chasing Ryan Reynolds around this museum. They finally meet in a room and Ryan Reynolds had this to say to the rock. Give me the bag, turn around, put your hands behind your back. You're under arrest. Okay. Well, hold on one second. I just have two questions. Okay. Um, first question, where'd you get that jacket? It's a statement piece. Somewhere there's a very nude cow whispering, worth it. <laughs> that cracked me up. That was so uh, perfectly timed. And I think the way Ryan uh, enunciated each of those, each part of that line, specifically when he says, um, somewhere there's a very nude cow whispering worth it was perfect because, um, I forgot to mention that the rocks character was wearing like a knee length leather coat. And, you know, the rock is a very tall and muscular person. So the idea that there was this very large leather jacket, uh adorned on the rock was pretty funny and and that's kind of why ryan reynolds uh talked about a very nude cow being happy about that jacket so hey cindy on that note i'm always curious and i've been wanting to do this throughout our episodes but like what did you think of all the the dressing because you're one of the most fashionable people that i know so I will, i'm always curious to take to get your take on the fashion and the dress and the costumes of the movie oh my gosh i can't believe you said that that is very kind of you um I, I would I would have to probably say I don't know if I am, but thank you so much. So styling this movie, hmm, definitely loved what Gal Gadot's character was wearing throughout the movie. Loved her hair, the barrettes. She had like a lot of side parts and like made her hair gorgeous and beautiful. She had gray dresses. 
Um, even she had, she even had this great, like long ivory pantsuit in one of the scenes towards the end when she's, um, uh, about to get or steal. I think it was the second egg before, gosh, I'm, I'm setting this up horribly, by the way. So, <laughs> so Ryan Reynolds and the rock were yeah. tied up against a pole and then she was about to poison Soto Voce. She was wearing this nice ivory pantsuit. Loved it. Um, I, to be honest, I don't think I really noticed what the other characters were wearing like like nothing kind of stood out in a way except for this line i suppose and then I, and i guess aside from gal got up but i it's i guess it was good yeah i think she got she got all the the fashion that i can see i kind of feel like that i kind of feel like that that was it i think but, you know, interesting costumes too during this costume party and then just this yeah. whole house that scene with the second egg when they're trying to steal the second egg i thought those that, that was pretty good set up that's true. And I, have you seen the show Silicon Valley? Mm, no, I watched the first season, but I haven't watched anything else after that. Oh, okay. Okay. Because the actor that plays Sotovachi is from that show. And so as soon as I saw him, I was like, that's, you know, yeah, so-and-so. So, and he's really good. And so his voice in this movie, he, you know, kind of carried this raspy British yeah. um, baritone-ish kind of voice. It was uh, not his usual voice. That's not it. And, and, and so I was just caught off guard and I thought he did a really good job playing this character. Oh, that's funny. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I had one more um, uh, funny line that um, would be great if you could pull as well, which is that to set this up one, to set this one up as well. Um, Ryan Reynolds and The Rock uh, were, went to that party that you just talked about for Soto Voci at his like mansion. <clears throat> Excuse me. And now they're um, now they've been um, caught by Soto Voce's team, and Ryan Reynolds is. Oh my gosh, Steve! I'm doing so ter- I'm doing a terrible job, kind of recapturing this. Okay. I think I can help you out because I just yeah. Please do. <laughs> so yeah, they get captured, and then Gal Gadot comes out, and she's like, "Hey, I got you." But then she turns because then we kind of see that her and Voce were working together. She turns on him, and then. He w- she leaves, she ends up leaving, and then he wakes up. So this is when he actually wakes up and he starts coming after The Rock and Ryan Reynolds who are still tied up. And so that's what this funny line comes in. You did this. This is your fault. She was mine. mine. Honey, 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 homegirl is a hard 10. And you look like, like a muscular toddler. Gal Gadot she ended up poisoning him and that's why he passed out and so that's why you hear the echo because he's just coming too and so he's a little bit blurry as well and that's why you hear some of the echoes in there thank you okay cool thank you for doing that setup (laughs) because yeah because as as, if folks don't know the the actor that plays Salto Voce he is um, shorter than the three lead actors they kind of mentioned him possibly being five five. I don't know if that's actually true in real life, but yes, he is shorter than them. So that's kind of why Ryan Reynolds said you look like a muscular toddler. That was by far the best line I thought. That solicited or elicited the most laughs, I think, um, by my family because <laughs> it just came out of nowhere. I don't know. It was it was just great. It was a good one. I love that line. That was such a funny line. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds had a lot of one liners. I mean, he, he played that well. Really, really well. I mean, I feel like he always plays that character, though. I watched The Free Guy. It's true. Deadpool kind of reminds me of all these characters that he plays. 
I agree. I agree. I think there's a, like, you kind of know what to expect from him. And I think that's, but I also think that's what people do expect from him. I have not seen any of his other, like, more serious films. So it would be interesting to, to catch those one day just to see if I could um, kind of believe him in those roles now that I'm so used to seeing him being, like, the funny guy. Because I saw Free Guy, too. I thought that was awesome. Yeah, I thought so, too. Hey, Cindy, I have to ask you, like, I actually ended up Googling Adolf Hitler's personal heart art curator that they, they mentioned him when they're I'm always interested when a movie ties in some of the nonfiction elements. And so I Googled it. Rudolf Zeech, I think, was the, the name that they mentioned in the the movie. But I think mm-hmm. it's a fictional character from my half <laughs> ass of internet research that I was. <laughs> I'm not sure you started Googling stuff when I saw that scene. I I actually did. Not on that scene, actually, yeah. but there were like even just right. Like the, the whole premise of this movie where they're trying to find um, Cleopatra's three eggs. Mm-hmm. I was like, is that real? Because I uh, I just don't know enough about it to even understand if it's possible or not. And come to find it was um, all made up by the screenwriter. Um, and so I guess there's like I mean, the part of it was true in the sense of Cleopatra did have a love affair with Mark Antony. Um, but I don't think he ever gave her eggs as gifts. I think he gave her other types of gifts. Um, but certainly it made for this fun movie too. I, I kind of like the nod too in the beginning when they um, created like a 3D printed version of it. I was like, oh gosh, that is so uh, modern for today. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. I, so that I did look that up. But beyond that, I, I didn't actually get to get a chance to check into any of or like fact check anything else. Well, it was written and directed by Ransom Thurber. And this is, I think, the third collaboration between him and The Rock. They did Central Intelligence. I haven't seen that one. And they also mm-hmm. did, what's the other one? Skyscraper, right? Skyscraper, which I did see. Eh, not a big fan of that. Oh, I was just going to ask. Yeah, because I remember seeing trailers for that and it looked big and large and like it was supposed to be so cool. But it doesn't sound like it was. <laughs> did Dodgeball. He, he wrote Dodgeball, which I love. I love Dodgeball. Oh, that was a good one. It's been a while since I've seen that. Yeah. And that so, was, yeah, sorry. I was, no, that was the one with um, Ben Stiller, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was funny. That was actually hilarious. Yeah. So hmm. this leads me to the topic of that. It's interesting that you want to guess the Rotten Tomato score of Red Notice? Oh, yeah. Okay. So the critics, and we, we'll do the audience first because I always love the audience better. And then we'll do yeah. the critics. Okay. Rotten Tomatoes audience score, I'm going to say 92. Mm-hmm. Crit- that's, that's spot on, Cindy. It is no exactly way. 92. Yes. <laughs> because, you know, if, I was like, if you and I enjoyed it too, I, I'm sure everyone else felt the same way, you know? Right. Um, and then critics, I'm going to say 59. 37. No, yeah, that bad? Yeah. It's crazy. Okay. Oh my gosh. So Ransom, the writer and director of Red Notice, this is his highly rated audience score. So I thought Dodgeball would get high rating, but it only has 76 on Rotten Tomatoes. Dodgeball. The Red Notice. Oh. It's crazy. That is interesting too. I wonder, like, does the audience score change over time? Yeah, it does. Like, or- it does canceled it's continually going down oh that sucks (laughs) but like i wonder if there's like an end date to when they adjust it 
You know, I, I'm curious, like, cause would dodgeball actually fare better today? But if you're saying that they continuously update it, then it, I guess it should be updated or it should be higher today than by now. It is one of his highestly, highlyestly, highly. <laughs> <laughs> the critics gave him the highest score out of all his movies. That and Central Intelligence got 71 on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, Central Intelligence. Was Central Intelligence, um, did it have a comedic vibe too? Or was it straight just it action? We actually started watching that. We ended up not finishing, but it was Kevin Hart and The Rock, Central Intelligence. But I think there was an action comedic vibe to that one too. Oh my gosh. Okay. And was that by any chance after Jumanji? Do you know? It was before Jumanji. I believe I can look at Jumanji. The first Jumanji was 2000, let's see, 17. So it was after. Okay. Central Intelligence was before Jumanji. Oh, nice. Okay. I was going to say because, you know, because Jumanji was so good, I wouldn't be surprised if they did branch out to do that. But I guess Central Intelligence led them into Jumanji. So that's cool. Yeah. 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 but that's too bad. 37. That's that's pretty bad <laughs> for a critic score. Yeah, that's ooh. OK. OK. All right. Got it. You know what? I can't if that's what exactly they, they've got a different kind of set of uh, rules and foundation of how they score it. So can't fault them for that one. So we'll do the Greta segment right here. We've got some bad reviews that I thought I pulled that were I thought were pretty funny. So we uh-huh. one it says. There's turn off your brain and enjoy movies. And then there's this. How dare you? (laughs) And when the movie, when the story winks at Raiders of the Lost Ark, the effect is to remind you of other older spectaculars made in better faith. How dare you? And I thought this was the funniest one. I gave Red Notice my full attention and all it gave back was a headache. As far as I'm concerned, that's, that says it all. How dare you? Critics are tough. I feel like some critics write a tagline that they feel like is going to be a good tweet. That's what I Oh, think. absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It, it, they've got to have their own one-liners too. And that's yeah. that one quote that says it all. Because mm-hmm. uh, most action movies, I don't actually give my full attention, but I felt like that I pulled that out. I gave Red Notice my full attention. All I gave back was a headache. I thought that was pretty funny. And so it's kind of funny too, because the first tweet, which talks about... Um, you could just turn it off and enjoy the movie. I, mm-hmm. I kind of felt like that's how I was. Like, that's definitely how I felt. Like, I didn't, you don't have to necessarily pay attention to every single piece of it and you could still enjoy it. And I, and I did, you know, we had a bunch of popcorn. We, we had a, a thrilling time, you know, just to kind of, um, it was like I said, like light and funny. And sure, there's like some things that were like, oh, gosh, you know, or and things that you wish that they could approve upon or whatever. But I mean, for the most part, it was still fun. So different between an audience score and the critic score. Like, that's a very wide gap. I agree. I want to get into some of the spoilers, Cindy, and get your take on the twist at the end. What did you think? (laughs) Yeah, good one. Um, I didn't see it coming. And so should I set it up for the audience? Yeah, you want to set, the- set it up? I think you're a better setter upper. <laughs> so <laughs> I, was, I feel like I've been botching it this whole episode. Okay. So uh, basically the, the spoiler alert twist at the end is that um, Gal Gadot and The Rock was a couple the entire time. Um, but during the throughout the movie, they had been playing as if they were enemies. So she was trying to steal the egg and he and Ryan Reynolds were partners and they were trying to steal the egg. 
and come to find out her and the rock had been working together this whole time. And then, so they reunite at the end and, and shocks the audience as well as Ryan Reynolds character. Um, So that was the final twist. I actually didn't see it coming, uh, but I also wasn't thinking too hard about it, to be honest, you know, like, um, uh, so I, I, to me, I was just like, Oh, okay. (laughs) That's cool. But did I expect it? No. And was it, did it, throw me into thinking you know differently about the movie not really I, I think I was just kind of like okay <laughs> how about you yeah I, th- I thought it was interesting yeah I agree with everything you said I wasn't really looking for it but I was like that's that's interesting but I think it led into our what I felt like was one of the more funnier scenes where you Ed Sheeran made a cameo and then I should have pulled this clip but he had a line in there he's like do you know who I am I'm from Game of Thrones <laughs> I really like oh. <laughs> and and so they you know after that twist they go into Cleopatra's or no no it was it Egyptian the Egyptian king who has a daughter that's getting married and he wants to give his daughter these eggs as a wedding gift and then that's when I think so. Yeah. Yeah. The daughter falls, starts like loving Ed Sheeran. She starts falling for him and then him and Ed Sheeran have this like scene. And then he's trying to defend her as the Interpol police is arresting the Egyptian King and the princess and Ed Sheeran at the same time. So Ed Sheeran. (laughs) Which I was, that actually was surprising. I did not expect to see Ed Sheeran. I, and you know, I have not watched game of Thrones. I know you're a big fan, but I heard about Ed Sheeran making his cameo in that. And it was funny because that was the first thing that came to mind because Jack was like, why is Ed Sheeran there? I was like, I don't know, but I know he had a cameo in Game of Thrones. So and, and then so that's funny that that he actually mentioned that or that Ed Sheeran's line said that I must not have heard it in all of the kind of commotion with him being arrested. I totally missed that, but <laughs> he must be known for it if they had to include that in the line. Yeah, I just love that he had that rather than him being a singer. It's like, I'm from Game of Thrones. So I, I thought right. Funny too. right. I also liked how they used that opportunity to show that the daughter had no, um, like, uh, had didn't really care about the eggs and just was like, oh, and, yeah. and was far more interested in seeing Ed Sheeran. <laughs> <laughs> then the last twist, which I just felt like, all right, they're just setting this up for a sequel, ends up being that. Reynolds turns on the rock and gal and says, Hey, either you do this one lap, this next steal with me, or I'm turning you in because the Interpol police, which I forget her name, but they're on their way right now. And then I was like, okay, this is just a setup to a, a potential sequel. Totally. Totally. I, I saw number two throughout the movie. Like I knew they were going to just uh, try and be- make this into like a big franchise. It was so expected. And, uh, you know, I actually probably would watch the second one. Yeah. I would hope that there's maybe I kind I think I, I kind of want it to be better if that's possible. But uh, I mean, like not to stray too far from the formula they had for this one, which I thought was good. But, you know, like, I don't know if I I, I, w- I don't know if I would watch the exact same thing. You know how like some movies, they just have a second one, but it's the exact same thing. Yeah. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. And I and I want something a little bit better. Yeah, I agree. Okay. I watched The Old Guard, which is a Netflix like action thriller too. And I watched Ryan Reynolds' other Netflix action one. And it, it has a similar vibe in that, you know, it's all this, what, it, what you normally expect from an action sequence. But The Old Guard, at the end of it, was like, okay, you're setting up for another sequel. So I don't mind it. Eh, I, I didn't mind the the second twist, although the CGI was pretty bad on that one. Yeah. As well. and yeah. I was like, yeah. Okay, expected. 
and then they end it with their they're at the Louvre in Paris. And here it is. Here's the next art thief situation. <laughs> right. Like their their next big score. Yeah. Which mm-hmm. so you know, I did a really quick um uh, search just now on where they filmed. And um it looks like they actually were on location in some scenes, but I I'd have to do a little bit more, spend more time on it to determine exactly which scenes were really shot on location because um, even when they're at the Louvre at the end, it didn't look real to me. So whether or not they were there or not, I'm I'm not sure. But I would think if they were really there that it wouldn't look as fake as it does. Right. And so, you know, again, if it's like a limitation because of COVID and stuff, I you know, I guess um, that's understandable. But I just feel like there's been a lot of great CGI out there that it's surprising that they didn't have access to that, you know? Yeah. And I didn't, it felt like the CGI was so bad on that last twist that I felt like it was just like, Hey, should we do a sequel? Yeah, let's do a sequel. Oh, let's go fill in this scene. Okay, cool. Let's do that. (laughs) Good point. That's right to me, but that's just me. Well, okay. So maybe I'm going to ask you to do like a quick true or false. Okay. Okay. True or false? Ross and Thurber um, was born in San Francisco. I know this answer because I did research on this as well. <laughs> yeah, darn it. True, and I, I forgot. It also reminded that Dwayne Johnson was born in Hayward. So Bay Area guys, both of them. Bay Area. Love it. Well, and I think he was born in San Francisco. I don't know how much time he spent here. But then I checked his Instagram feed um for ross and thurber and he actually threw out one of the pitches of one of our uh, san francisco giants home games which i thought was kind of cool yeah that is cool and that kind of made me um wonder like how how much time he spends here but i thought that was cool and you're right the rock born in hayward great barrier representation that was the only uh true or false question i had because i had actually accidentally talked about another true or false question I had earlier <laughs> that I meant to ask you as a true or false question. Yeah. I should do false on the, the Nazi thing. Cause I, I literally Googled it as I was watching. I was like, is that real? And then it, it ended up that Hitler did have a art dealer, but it wasn't right. the name that they mentioned in the movie. It's just some other guy. Yeah. Yeah. That's so funny. Um, the other thing that we forgot to do was give our personal ratings now that we know how Rotten Tomatoes scored this. So mm. that's something we could do if you wanted to, unless you had something else to include. No, well, I was just going to say, I think this is a great follow-up to our last review of The Rescue. I thought we needed something lighthearted, something like this, something more fun and lighthearted after such a serious one. But I would probably give it, you know, <laughs> I know you keep track of this, which is kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'll probably get an 89. It's it's not quite an eight for me, but it's it's a nice B plus. That's great. Okay, cool. Yeah. I mean, it was enjoyable. I gave it um an 82 because it was it was fun. And like I keep saying, it was it was fun, funny. It had the sense of adventure and the laughs involved, and the actors did a really great job. So I gave it an 82. Yeah. I always love the rock. So hey, one thing I wanted to mention, Cindy, one last thing was. I don't know if you, have you watched Jumanji? You watch all. Yeah, yeah. You I, guys, you guys love Jumanji. Yeah, we watch it. Yep. So I have a, a nitpicking thing of The Rock. Look, I love the guy. I think he's great. I think he's phenomenal. 
And but I, I do think his kid scene scenes are a little bit cringe and it could just be because he's so tall and big that I don't see him in the rom-com feel. But every time he has a kissing scene, I'm a little bit cringe on all of it. <laughs> and I look back on it because I was actually going to ask you, like I was going to pull up all the kissing scenes that he had through his past movies and get your like live take reaction from it. But I pulled it. And it's just like a second long. It's, a, it's literally like a second, two seconds and then cut to Ryan Reynolds reaction. But I just, I don't know if you feel that way, but I just am like, ugh, cringe. <laughs> I, uh, I did think about it that way. But now that, now that you've brought it up, I mean, I don't re- really see him as like a romantic lead either. And I think it is maybe just because I'm not used to seeing someone as like husky as he is in that kind of role. Right. And or because I know him as like a wrestler, you know, or, or since that in that kind of um role versus like a a romantic lead role so yeah i i don't cringe but i'm not i'm also just like i don't need to see it yeah right i think he he knows this because it's when i was doing when i was looking at it and you can actually youtube the rock kissing scenes and there's a lot that shows up everything but it is literally like all the other ones I've seen is just like a split second. So I'm sure he, oh, wow. it's just like quick one second. So I, that's interesting. Why I'm just going to can this idea that I have for you. No, I thought that actually is hilarious because that also makes me wonder if that's um, by design and, but, but like what kind of design, like, is it by design because um, it's tested, it hasn't tested well with audiences or is it by design because it's like a personal choice, you know, and especially if he's like, producing these films he has the ability to to dictate how it goes right because i mean if he, he could also i guess dictate for the kisses to be longer mm-hmm. but so if he's keeping it this short that's interesting like there's got to be some kind of like intent and decision behind that one yeah. i don't think i need to see more of it though <laughs> do you <laughs> no. know I mean, the best kissing scene he had was in jumanji number one when he's kissing karen jillian i forgot her uh the that's the actress's name, but the redhead, right? Yeah. Yeah. The redhead, the character's name, but anyways, they make it a fun joke where they're just like licking each other's cheeks. And I thought that was the best one of the three that I was about to. Pull up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't give us a real kiss. Just give us a fake one. Exactly. <laughs> a fake funny one. Cause they're like two dorks trying to kiss. And that's what right. it, it made it seem like. But you know, on that note, he has gotten much better with acting. I would say he's not, he's, he's, I wouldn't ever give him like an Academy award for it, but I have seen his acting get um, more, um, uh, much more better throughout the year. So I'll give him that. And, you know, maybe, maybe at some point as uh, maybe that will help with more romantic scenes. Should he ever want to go in that direction, which I'm not saying he should, but that, I think that would help too, just because having, um, you know, you, you have to be able to believe that he's like desired in that way for the kiss to also then be believable. <laughs> funny. Towards the end that where they're the water cliff, they are the waterfall scene that rock has, I think he's telling everybody like the twist, right? I forget when it was, but I just remember watching it being like the rock has the lines. He has the audio vision, the audio but we were getting Ryan Reynolds' reaction and not The Rock delivering these lines. And to your acting point, I was like, is it just because The Rock has a funny face right now that he's cut into Ryan Reynolds' reaction versus showing The Rock deliver these lines? But yeah, I mean, kudos to The Rock for coming out and 
being one of the highest paid actors out there with, you know, his acting skills are it's, it's coming along. It's coming along the best. I've it's been. totally coming along. I mean, like, let's be honest. Like, I don't think his um, uh, ultimate goal in life is necessarily to get an Academy Award. I think right. it's to be the most loved actor, maybe action actor um, and to give like the best kind of entertainment. So which I think he totally fits the bill and is already kind of achieving that now. Like, I'd be interested to see what he has coming up next. I haven't um, really, like, I haven't had time to research that piece of it, but he's always working on something. Oh, totally. Well, I have like, it's... Also, mm-hmm. It is Black Adam. So he's going to come out. He, he's got that. I don't know when that is coming out. I think it's 2021. And then he's got DC League where he's probably going to be just like with God. Gal Gadot and Ben Affleck. So they're probably going to do a, an ensemble. Oh, wow. Black Adam. He's, he's going to be a superhero. Is so, so Black Adam is a superhero within DC comics. Mm-hmm. Right. Got it. And then, so the movie that he would do after that, he would continue his Black Adam role. Is that what that is? Yeah. Oh, wow. Tomatoes. That's coming up. Got it. That makes sense. Okay. That's cool. That's cool. And doesn't he have like, I don't know. Isn't he like the top five most followed person on Instagram? Totally. Something crazy, 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 crazy. Yeah. So as well, that's streaming on Netflix. And just for you guys, yeah, Red Red Notice on Netflix. I don't think we mentioned that, but I want to make sure. No, good call. Yep. Red streaming on Netflix. And I think has only been on Netflix, right? I think they have exclusive rights, meaning it's never been in theaters and it's not going to be on any other streaming platform for that matter, right? Yeah, I don't think any streaming. It did have some small theatrical release a couple of weeks before it, it aired on Netflix, but yeah. gotcha. Oh Very wow, cool. cool. Otherwise, yeah, fun movie. I think it's it's fun to watch. Um, good for the fans. They're, they're gonna make you laugh. Um, you know, don't expect too much else from it, and I think you'll have fun. Yeah. <laughs> that's what the rock is all about i think he, i remember him saying something about wanting to only do pg-13 related movies because he, he has a lot of like kid followers and so he always wants to make it family friendly and fun and so i think he always nails it on the head when he's trying to approach it from a can we watch this action movie with the kids it's not gruesome it's fun it's light and it's very family oriented as well trusting a thief can be dangerous Oh, 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 what the f- 